Hey, Courtney. Hey, Sasha. What kind of monster likes to dance? I don't know, Sasha. What kind of monster likes to dance? A boogeyman. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> and it's spoop hour. Today we have a special ghost, guest, guest host. host, and she's coming all the way from L.A. Do you want to say hey, special ghost? Oh, hey. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to introduce yourself or do you just want to be like, hey? Uh, no, no, hi, my name is Alex. <laughs> <laughs> so Alex is a friend of ours and a friend of the podcast. We've known her now for... I've known her since like 2002 oh, or 2003. Yeah, long like middle time. School. <laughs> I've known her... Since my 10th grade year, so like 2005, about when I met Sasha, I also met Alex. And she is way cooler than us, but she is deigning to be on our podcast of ridiculousness. Alex has always been cooler than us, that's the thing. Like, I'm just... I don't know about that, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Well, listeners, you can weigh in and let us know who's cooler, because the answer is Alex. So we have a very exciting episode today. We're going to talk about all of the horrible shit that scared us when we were kids. Yeah, my uh, post on Facebook yeah. is like like a therapy circle right now <laughs> where everyone's commenting about like things that scared them and then commenting on other people's things. Like We're all reliving our childhood traumas. Remembering childhood traumas that we had long since buried. Like I had right. forgotten about the terrifying villain of We're Back. <laughs> and now I remember it and I, I don't know that I wanted to. Oh, man. I, I remember, like, now some, like, educational computer games that I played as a kid, like Math Blaster and Treasure Math Math Storm. Blaster! Math Blaster, the alien, the big uh, blob thing that was in space, that scared the shit out of me, and, like, the snowballs and Treasure Mouse, m- Mouse, Treasure, treasure Math Mouse Storm, because um, they would, like, fly at you, and you have to duck, but they would make this ha noise, like, as they were coming at you, and it, it was scary. Yeah. <laughs> so, Alex, how's L.A.? Uh, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Are you on fire? Warm. Oh God, that's awful. Yeah. I drove up to the valley, and there was just all this horrible. Stuff. And I, because we don't get that on the east coast, I kept driving, and be like, "Is this okay? Like, should I keep going?" And I did. <laughs> oh my God. I'm just gonna keep driving and hope for the best. Uh, oh, pumpkin. Well, yeah. we're glad you're not on fire. Yeah. And, <laughs> oh yeah, my mom's fine. She's she's far away from it because she's like an hour outside LA. So she's got... Uh, okay. Yeah, so she's... A, I, I texted her, and I'm like, are you okay? And she's like, it's a far away place. It's okay. <laughs> and I was like, hey, thank you. But good news, Sasha can predict, tell, can tell you your future. Yes. Because before we came on the air, 
we had our lovely guest host, Ghost, pick three tarot cards, mm-hmm. and Sasha is now gonna... Because we have the technology, she can pick her cards from California. <laughs> and now we're going to read her future from across the country. Woo! Woo! All right, so Alex picked the Magician, uh, the Tower, yeah. and the Eight of Pentacles. And so in the past position, the Magician underscores a surge of displaying your talents and getting far in the world based on accomplishments. Perhaps you're resting comfortably on a foundation established during that time, or you may miss the days when you could seemingly put it all together at the snap of your fingers. So that's the past. Uh So you want to display your talents, which I think is pretty accurate. That sounds like you. Yeah, I think so. You have a lot of talents. And you've been displaying them. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. All right, in the present position, this is for the tower, anything goes with this card. That's broad and unhelpful <laughs> you're living <laughs> well so relationships jobs finances any situation could be affected the 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 uh the chaos unleashed by the tower in this position god usually affects one area of your life but the uh, effects are thorough you may lose one thing but something else will grow stronger so like you might lose a job but your love relationships grow stronger or you might lose love and your job gets stronger instead or you, um, Alex, talk us through what yeah. you're feeling because your face right now is pretty great. Yeah, it's it's always like yeah, it's like it's one thing happens, but another like one bad thing happens, but a good thing happens. Door closes, instead. window yeah. opens. Anything in your life? Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> Thoughts? Like 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 when it, oh so it's uh, okay so one door closes and another one opens. Yeah. Yeah. Anything in your life that's like that right now? Yeah. <laughs> I would. I started kind of dating someone casually. And then how did that go? No, it's so nice. Yeah. Yeah. And I can't. Nobody can see what I'm doing. She's doing like a flat, like like stable, nice gesture. Yeah. (laughs) All right, but nothing bad. No doors closing on you. Uh, maybe like money. (laughs) (laughs) Has your money door closed? (laughs) I feel like. All right, well, All right. Well, so then the future, let's talk about the future. The this yeah, card, let's, yeah, let's talk about the future. The 8 of pentacles is quite strong what's it, when it's in the future position. It's a case of be careful what you wish for, you just might get it. Uh-oh. Um, but in a good way. So this is the hard work that you know is ahead on your way to your dream. This is meeting the agent who says they would love to read your screenplay or and then you go on like a month you know, month-long writing frenzy, or, like, you, you know, are picked up for, like, a gallery thing, and so you're just, like, doing work, 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 um, but it's gonna all, like, end <laughs> up in a good place. This card in this position is the, <laughs> oh my god, the old boyfriend on the internet who asks to see a current picture of you on your social networking profile, <laughs> or, like, someone who, like, from your past who, like, creeps on your Instagram, so oh, liking no. all of your photos. Um, you're experiencing that now a little bit, aren't you? <laughs> oh, guys from my past, yeah. Yep. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Let's see. There's work. But, but this is going to be job related. Well, no, it, it could be, be anything. Yeah. But there's work ahead that needs to be diligently approached now and in the future. The goal is known and is attainable. Simply just do your best is basically what it's telling you to do. <laughs> yeah. So it looks like you have a solid future. Get to hustling, girl. Get, yeah. Keep hustling, basically. So, oh, wait. Hold on. <laughs> So, so in the past, it was that you've been wanting to display your talents and, you know, you want to get far in the future. 
And then in the present, uh-huh. it's that you are having these opportunities, some opportunities come and some go, but they're like coming and going with like equal timing. And then the future is uh-huh. you'll get what you want. You just have to work for it. So pretty basic future telling, yeah. like fortune telling. I don't think it's anything, pro- <laughs> it's profound, but I think if anyone can do it, Alex can do it. It's so, true. Cause yeah. you're so much cooler than us <laughs> and more talented. She just flashed us a peace sign. Peace sign. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, So now that we know our ghosts past, present, and future, Uh. (laughs) what do you think? Do you want to start talking about... Well, let's talk about our snacks first. First, we do have snacks. We did not send one to Alex, but we have peppermint brownie cake pops that got a little smushed, so they're cake splops. (laughs) 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 If you lived on this coast, I would have gotten you one too, Alex. <laughs> She's now aggressively eating eggs. Like that's gonna be as good as these peppermint brownie cake pops. But, but Alex does have a snack. She's got eggs. She does. Yeah. That face says fuck you. <laughs> bacon. Oh, and bacon. And See? bacon. Nice. You're living large. I also have Chinese food, leftover lo mein. I also have a glass of water while we're <laughs> listing things that we have. Don't worry, now that you have nothing, something will come, because when one door closes, another opens for you. Exactly. I'll open some cake pops. (laughs) Oh my god. Alright, so we do have snacks, so as you hear rustling or me making yummy noises, because these are so good, Mm -hmm. that's what that is. You want to start with Featured Creature? Let's do Featured Creature. Alright, so Alex, new guest on the podcast. We play this game called Featured Creature. This week it's Sasha's turn, which means she's picked a monster or cryptid or just general beastie, and we have to try to guess what it is. And I picked one that's very obscure, so actually I think none of us would get it. Yay! Um, but part of it was... That's fine, maybe I'll get it. So, so my... Now. All right. My um, justification for picking this very obscure thing is I was looking for winter or northern, like just cold region that's true. cryptids, right? Because we have our Christmas theme music. So this creature lives in Japan, because of course it does, because I'm doing featured creature. And everything spooky lives in Japan. Everything spooky lives in Japan. So the native Ainu people of Japan have long believed that the Volcano Bay off the south coast of Hokkaido, so this is the <gasps> I- northern island of Japan. I think I read about this is one. Is home to an enormous octopus. I don't remember what it was called. Numerous sightings of the creature have been made over the years. A British missionary named John Batchelor, who was working on Hokkaido in the early 1900s, recorded one such sighting in his book, The Ainu and Their Folklore, writing that a great sea monster with large staring eyes had attacked three local fishermen and their boat. The monster was round in shape and emitted a dark, fluid, and noxious odor. The three men fled in dismay, not so much indeed for fear, they say, but on account of the dreadful smell. <laughs> However, that may have been that they were they were so scared the next morning, all three refused to get up and eat. They were lying in their beds pale and trembling. I read about this one when uh-huh. I did our undersea feature yeah. creature, but I don't remember what it was called. <laughs> it definitely is pretty spooky. I, I don't like, <laughs> o- I mean, I like octopus, like, just fine, but... Yeah, but they're because they're kind of fun, funny looking creatures. They're cute. But this one is so big. They're aliens. Yeah, they're basically sea aliens. They are too smart for their own good. Yeah, they can like live on land sometimes. And too. their they tentacles crawl, yeah. have thoughts. Yeah. Because their tentacles have like neurons. You know the the octopus from um. I think they're so cool. 
They are yeah, very cool. They're, they're very cool. Like the octopus from um, Finding Dory. <laughs> so this one is called, this creature is called the Akorokamui. Akorokamui, yeah. And I can't, yeah. Like, I've never heard of this before, but it's of the Ainu region. So like northern Hokkaido, like near Russia. Like yeah. very cold, very creepy, very isolated. Big giant octopus. Making a recipe for a giant scary right. thing. Oh, so creepy. So scary. Yeah, I read oh, about okay. it because I remember I was like, I read something about the Ainu people and an octopus. God damn it, what was it called? <laughs> but so now know. we know something new. We have now more we trivia. know to be more afraid of octopuses. Exactly. <laughs> Even though they're so cool. They're so cool, but be afraid of them. <laughs> Keep your distance because they're what's closing and opening Alex's doors. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> There's just a very smart octopus that just like Alex. opening it and closing, closing it. God. She does live with her sister, but her sister's not an octopus. Yeah. Or is she? <gasps> Alex just looks shocked. Is Whitney actually an octopus? Yes. I knew it. You heard it here first, folks. All right. So are we ready to dive into, on the subject of having sisters that are secretly octopuses, are we ready to dive into scary things that were children-y? Yes. Yeah. All I right. Am. So as I said earlier today, we're talking about the things that ruined our childhoods from... TV shows that we probably shouldn't have been in the room when our parents were watching, to things that we willingly read and then we just took real hard, to all of the horrible shit that we put in kids' movies. Yeah. And then I'll close this out with, I did some research on the quintessential children's monster, the Boogeyman. Ooh. So, Alex, what scared you as a child? It scared me as a child? Mm Mm-hmm. So, the thing that scared me the most when I was a kid was when I saw this movie called The Ring, mm-hmm. and I forced my dad to watch it with me. <laughs> and I remember being so scared. I couldn't sleep for months oh, because no. of that movie. I mean, and I remember, it was like years later, my dad finally was like, what was that movie that you and I watched together about that girl coming out of the well? And I said, oh, that was called The Ring. He was like, that movie was terrifying. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't sleep, like, I slept for the first six nights after I watched The Ring, but when I hit the seventh night, I was like, it's happening. It's coming for me. And yeah, I didn't keep track of that. I was like, oh, this is it. Like, <laughs> Tonight's the night. <laughs> yeah, I never really kept track of that shit. I remember watching it at someone's, like, 16th birthday party when we were in high school. Oh, and a bunch of us just, like, went and sat in the bathroom and, like, held each other until we realized, like, oh, no, wait, the bathroom is where the one thing happened. <laughs> and then we had to, like, leave and sat in the hallway. Like, Nowhere is safe. The clutching each other. It was so bad. Ugh. Ugh. So when I was a kid, there were a couple things that fucked me up real bad. There were just an absurd quantity of things that, like, my parents would watch in the room and assumed that, mm-hmm. oh, Courtney's little, she's not going to process this, so she's not going to mm-hmm. know to be afraid of it because she's so small. But... Little did they know. Little did they know. I was terrified of everything. So, some stuff that scared me. I had this book, and it was my favorite book from, like, second grade to fourth grade. And it was called True Tales of Animal Heroes. And I tried to find a copy on Amazon that I could send to myself, but it was, like, expensive and wouldn't have gotten here in time. So that's fine. But there were two stories in True Tales of Animal Heroes that fucked my shit up. 
So, the first one was about a girl who had rescued a cat that had polydactyl toes. So, it essentially had, like, a paw in the front and then, like, an extra paw grown out the back. Mm -hmm. So, it had, like, round the paw Mm -hmm. claws. And I was fine with that. I was like, whatever, weird genetic shit happens. But one day the girl was home and the cat's name was Shadow because he was a black cat. She was home alone and there was, it was pouring down rain and there was this guy who was, like, pounding on the door who was like, please help me, um, my car broke down about a half mile up the road, my pregnant wife is inside, can I use your phone to call the tow oh, truck? No. And because this girl has no sense of self-preservation, she let him inside. No. And I should say, True Tales of Animal Heroes, as the name would imply, is apparently all of them are based on true stories. So this is a real thing that happens. So this girl, once he got into the house... He asked, oh, is there anybody else home? Do I need to keep my voice down in um, in case so I don't disturb anyone? <laughs> and she got a bad vibe. And she was like, my mom's in the shower. Which obviously she wasn't. But he knew that she was home alone. No. So he tore the phone off of her wall. And then was like going to attack her. And then her cat like fucked him up. Hashtag hero. Beca- and because he had the extra claws, he was able to like really do some fucking damage but it made me very afraid of people being like oh my car broke down and also men who have pregnant wives and also letting people into my house which some of those are helpful and some of those are not right oh my god (laughs) and then there was another one that oh my god i was thinking about this when we decided this was our theme for the week and it was late at night and i was home alone and i was like this is a bad thing to think about there was this girl and her horse and she loved her horse and One day, this huge storm blew in. So she goes out to the barn to feed the horse before, like, going in for the night. And she goes to feed the horse, and she takes down the ladder because they stored the oats or whatever it is horses eat in the hayloft or whatever. So she goes to grab the ladder to pull it down, and the horse started, like, freaking out. So she, like, tried to calm him down was like, it's okay, buddy, it's just a storm, it's gonna be better, it's fine, fine, fine. And then she tried to go up into the hayloft again. The horse freaked out again, and then he broke the ladder. So she was like, fine, whatever. Don't fucking eat, you piece of shit. Oh, God. And went back to the house. And then the next day, the cops came and said that a murderer had escaped from a prison vehicle, and they found him in the hayloft. And that's why the horse was freaking out, was because he was in the hayloft, and she was going to go up in the hayloft where the murderer was. Oh, my God. That reminds me of two things. <laughs> it reminds me of that the uh, the the scary story we told each other about the the dog the dripping, oh! right? But then the second thing that it reminds me of is that Simpsons episode when Homer and Marge hide in the hayloft and they uh, almost, the, the farmer sticks the uh-huh. fish fork up in the hayloft. So something that scared me as a kid a lot actually were several episodes of The Simpsons. Yeah, which was weird because like. I love The Simpsons. I am, like, all about The Simpsons. But there were some moments, like, not just the Treehouse of Horror episodes, because there were some, like, Treehouse of Horror episodes that fucked me up, like, particularly. We were just talking about Twilight Zone. Right. Um, and actually, my, my significant other and I were talking about this. Twilight Zone was something that he, it was one of those, you know, inappropriate things to watch with your parents. Uh-huh. But his dad was a sci-fi fan. The one that scared him was the 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 one about the 20,000 feet. Um, the Nightmare Night- at 20,000 Feet. Yeah, Nightmare at 20,000 Feet. Starring William Shatner. And that's the one with the the creature, the gremlin, like, uh-huh. on the, the wing of the plane. Uh-huh. But I saw the Simpsons parody growing up where Bart's on the school bus and <laughs> the gremlin's, like, on the side of the 
of the bus, and the, the thing ends with, I think it was, yeah, because Flanders picks up the gremlin mm-hmm. at the end and is, like, nursing it back to health. And it attacks and him. Bart is in the back of this, like, ambulance because he's, you know, having a huge mental breakdown, and the gremlin pops up in the back window and is holding Flanders' head. That shit fucked me up. That um, fucked me up, too. And then, so, like, uh, the episode of, the Treehouse of Horror episode where they eat the children, that was mm-hmm. scary. Um, there was a more recent episode, it wasn't even Treehouse of Horror, it was just, like, an episode about Bart needing to go to see a shrink, and he tells the story about Dark Stanley, and the animation style changes and everything, and that, that whole sequence is disturbing. I watched that as an adult, <laughs> but it's, like, in a more recent season, and that, that scared me really bad. Yeah. Or maybe I watched it as a teenager. And then the episode where... And this is, like, one of my favorite quotes from The Simpsons is, what a, ooh, moon pies, what a time to be alive. But that episode, when Jasper freezes himself, and, like, Apu looks at the free- frozen door and it goes, like, bong, and it's, like, just Jasper's face frozen in the middle of the screen. That scared me really bad. I, I like, couldn't sleep, like, close my eyes without seeing Jasper's face, like, in front of me for a while. Ugh. Ugh. Did either of you watch the show Beyond Belief Fact or Fiction? Yes. Alex? No. Okay. So, basically, it was like, you would watch this show, and it would tell, like, three or four stories, and you had to guess which ones were true and which ones were fake. And no. I I recently watched this as an adult with my mom and my brother, and, like, it was super cheesy and over the top, but as a small child, where the veil between reality and not reality was very thin and everything was scary, it was just a very hard show for me to watch, because there mm-hmm. was some scary shit about how, like this woman was having a drink at a bar and all of a sudden she had a sharp pain in her arm and it's because her daughter was being shot in the arm several miles away. Like, shit like that. So the whole thing terrified me, but the one that fucked me up the most, and I'm so sorry to do this to both of you, but also I've been suffering in silence for years and it's time to get... So I was a small child. I was probably six during the heyday of uh, Beyond Belief Factor Fiction. And there was this story about a woman who kept having nightmares about there being an intruder in her house Mm -hmm. because there had been a series of break-ins like in her neighborhood. And so she kept having nightmares that this, this guy was breaking into her house and that there was an intruder at the base of the stairs and she was at the top of the stairs and she felt powerless and freaked out. So finally her husband wanted her to feel better. So he bought her a gun to like, so, so she would feel better and like, have something to protect her. But that just made the nightmares worse. She dreamt that she would go down the stairs to see an intruder at the base of the stairs. She'd try to shoot him and the gun wouldn't go off. Oh no. And then one night, she heard noises downstairs and it woke her up. So she grabbed the gun and she crept down and she saw a man in the shadows of her entryway. Just her husband? I don't want to tell you. So she tried to shoot the gun, but it didn't go off. And then the light turned on and it was her son who had come home unexpectedly from college. And he had like a big bag of laundry, which is why he looked like weird and bulky. And she starts like hysterically crying. And she's so relieved that. I would, I would start crying, thinking that I almost shot my son. Yeah, and in the show, that's what she did. She started crying, and she freaked out. So she, like, grabbed him and hugged him, and in her relief, she dropped the gun. No! And that's when the gun hit the stair, it went off, and shot the actual intruder who was also in the house and was several feet away. Oh, fuck! And, like, I wrote down some notes about this to get my thoughts out about it, and in my notes, I put, 
I fucking can't. Even thinking about this now is making me jumpy, y'all, because it fucking does. Yeah, that's terrifying. And I don't remember if it was a true story or a false story, and even if it was a true story, like, I can't verify that it was real because that show was full of shit. But as a small child, the thought that, like, you have that moment of terror because you see somebody in the dark hallway and there's nobody supposed to be there, and then the relief that, oh, it's just my son, everything's okay, and then the gun goes off and shoots the actual intruder who was already there, and I just can't. It's terrifying. Any story about somebody coming into somebody's house scares me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like that could actually happen. Yeah. Right. Well, every um, like America's Most Wanted. Ugh. Whenever they do the reenactments yeah. of like that shit, that scared me, and that was something that popped up on our discussion on Facebook. Yeah. Which is like America's Most Wanted. Like they would watch it with their parents. Yeah. And it's like, wait, thinking back on it, that's age inappropriate. Because it does scare you. It makes you think that any of these crime things could happen to you, but you're only five. And And so it's like... I think a lot of our parents had the thing that at least my dad had, which was, oh, they're so young, they're not going to understand it and not be afraid of it. So I would watch America's Most Wanted, and then I didn't really understand what reenactments were. So I thought it was like... They just happened to catch the entire crime on video. Oh, no. And I was like, why is no one helping her? He's killing her. Oh, no. Which just made it so much worse. Oh, my God. I always hated it at the end, and they were like, and they never found the killer. And I was like, wait, <laughs> yeah. what? Yeah. The killer could be out there. Yeah, that's they the whole point me. of America's Most Wanted is that, like, these are people who aren't caught. That's why they're most wanted. So, BT dubs, your weird neighbor could be that guy. That was, like, too much for a little kid. No. <laughs> Way too much. Yeah. But I would instantly forget it the next day. I, oh. <laughs> yeah, not even. It's just that night I was like, I can't sleep. <laughs> that night you were like, someone's going to break into my house and it's going to be that murderer. And then the next day I'm like, I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. I'm just a little tired. Did either of you read scary stories to tell in the dark? Uh, I was too scared. <laughs> Wise. I also, like stayed away from scary things. I feel like scary things just happened to follow me and I just opened it and I didn't know. Yeah. yeah. As a kid, my brother really loved Goosebumps, which was too scary for that me. That same. Oh, um, yeah. But someone went to like a book fair and got this book called Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark for me because they were like, Courtney likes to read. I bet you'll like a book of scary stories. Wrong, motherfucker. Oh. Because like even the cover gave me nightmares and like I looked it up to get to make sure that I had the name right and I saw the illustrations and I was like I'm just gonna go ahead and close out of this window because I do not want to deal with this right now and so I read two of the stories because I was like it's light outside I'm surrounded by people I'm not gonna be scared and I was wrong because I was scared and terrified and never slept again the first was just like the classic like urban legend about there was this unscrupulous mortician who was preparing a woman's body for burial and she has two gold coins on her eyes. And he's like, oh, she doesn't want these coins. I'm just going to pocket them. And then that night the ghost comes back for them. And yeah, yeah. And then um, there was one about like these kids in their unfinished basement find this mummy and they like think it's their friend and that it's this like nice mummy and it's they go down to visit it and this little girl gets so close to him and they're like bffs and it's just a sad mummy who was you know mummified as a kid and isn't that so sad but in actuality the mummy was evil and so he was like just come just i just need to touch someone i just miss being touched and just let me hold your hand and then he sucked all the life out of her no (sighs) and then that was when i was like i should not read this book anymore Alex, did you read any scary books as a kid? 
No, I definitely stayed away from yeah. that shit. Because I, I remember it was like a sequel. This is like, this is not when I was a child. This mm-hmm. is like when I was 22. <laughs> I remember I, it was a sequel to The Shining. Oh. And I was reading just a little bit of it. And I remember I got to a point where I was like, okay, everything's fine. And then all of a sudden my imagination just went insane. Mm. And I was like, I can't. I, like, I was afraid to go to the bathroom. Like, that's, <laughs> oh, my God. Because it's always, like, a, like, a, like, I don't know if you guys ever saw The Shining, but there's, like, a woman who haunts the bathroom. I was terrified. Right. And then, I don't know about you guys, but did you guys ever see Sleepy Hollow? Yes. yes. I don't want to talk about... Oh, my God. <laughs> Let's talk about Sleepy Hollow. Let's talk about Sleepy Hollow because I don't want to talk about it. When I saw it, I was probably in, like, seventh grade, so old enough to handle it, but I was up all night just thinking about that fucking horse galloping through the house I was in. Yeah, Alex, what were you thinking? I, I got scared of both versions. Like, the one, the Tim Burton version. Mm-hmm. It's Tim Burton who did that, right? Yeah. Right. And the cartoon version. Oh, like, the really old one from, like, the 70s? Oh! The Disney one? Yeah, the Disney one. Yeah. Yeah, I screened that for my students when we do our American Gothic story. No. Do you hate them? No, because (laughs) because they're like, are we going to watch anything for this thing? I'm like, well, I'm scared of everything, but hey, let's just watch this one (laughs) Disney (laughs) animated movie based on a short story. This also is going to sound crazy, but you know the claymations? Yes. That they do, like the Rudolph the Red Nose? Yeah. Yeah. Those scare me too. Yeah. <laughs> I don't blame you. Those yeah, claymation can be one of those things. A lot of the comments on here, there were a couple about books. Mm-hmm. So like people being just kind of disturbed by the giving tree. Yeah. Like, understand like it's a it's like really? the message. But like it because it's so sad. Like it's just a little bit like this like weird I don't know, yeah, made, made them feel weird. Uh, the, oh, the the witches the book. Mm-hmm. Um and then also a wrinkle in time. When they go to the place that's, like, the weird... All the kids are the same? All, everything's the same, and um, they're in the mind control world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I read mystery books as a child that I probably shouldn't have, um, but Joan Laurie Nixon, who is, like, a well-renowned, you know, children's mystery and horror writer, and she would win mm-hmm. awards for her scary stuff, there was one book... In particular, I still stuck with me. It's called Spirit Seeker, mm-hmm. and the best the girl is a detective, and the her best friend is charged with murdering his own parents. And she actually she gets in contact with I think a uh, like a, a medium or something to try to figure out what happened. Turns out like it was the uncle, uh-huh. but but yeah, like they had to like contact the spirits in order to solve the mystery. This junior detective, it was it, that one stuck with me. But that also has, like, a knife as a murder weapon. I don't like sharp objects. That's true. I watched a lot of Reading Rainbow growing up. Yes. And most of the time, the stories were wholesome and nice and not scary. Mm -hmm. And they were just fun, like, look at the butterfly go. I'm so happy. Yeah. There was one called Abby Yo-Yo. Yep. And that fucked me up. That fucked a lot of people up. Yeah. There were a lot of people who commented about Abby Yo-Yo. Abby Yo-Yo. So the premise of Abby Yo-Yo, I don't know if either of you have read it or seen this episode of Reading Rainbow, but we ended up having the book and whatever. It's based on a South African folktale where, like, this kid and his dad, this kid sings a lot and plays the banjo and annoys everyone, and his dad is a magician and he makes a lot of shit disappear and annoys everyone. So, like, their town runs them out 
And then the next day, fucking Abba Yo-Yo, a creature bigger than a mountain, who's a really scary illustration, comes and starts, like, eating shit. It eats a dude. It eats, like, sheep whole. It's smashing everything. And I'm like, oh, my God. And the way they get rid of it is the kid sings a song just going, Abba Yo-Yo, Abba Yo-Yo. The Abba Yo-Yo is so excited to have a song that has his name in it that he starts like dancing and then eventually he gets tired and falls over and that's when the kid's dad makes him disappear. But like that part of the story didn't really register. Instead, I was so afraid of Abba Yo-Yo that I used to stand at my bedroom window when I was like four and just sing the Abba Yo-Yo song just in case Abba Yo-Yo was coming. Oh no, it's awful. Because <laughs> I was like, what if he's coming and nobody knows to sing the song? What if they don't do it and then he's going to come get us all? And like, we were living in Southern California at the time. There was a lot of earthquakes. And so like every earthquake, I'm like, oh no, it's not an earthquake. It's Abba Yo-Yo's footprints. Oh my God. And that was... Whoa, that's crazy. It messed me up. And we also, we had a lot of people comment yeah. on old Professor Screw Eyes mm-hmm. and fucking We're Back and like, what between him and when the kid signs the contract for being in the circus and he signs it in blood, that messed me up. <laughs> I just, oh, I fucking yeah. can't. I also, this probably got both of you, so when Blair Witch came out, mm-hmm. we were all about nine. Yeah. yeah. And again, my dad was like, she's gonna be too young to understand. no. No, I should not have seen that movie, and I could not sleep, like, at all, ever. It fucked me up about finding packages in the woods, it fucked me up about getting in fights with my friends, people standing in the corner. It was an endless nightmare. Oh, no, I I saw that when I was, like, 15. (laughs) And still... I am easily scared. I am not a, I will never go to like a haunted house sort of situation. My mom and I used to watch those, those guys that would go into people's houses and they would try to like get rid of their ghosts. Oh, ghost ghost hunters? Mm -hmm. Yeah, we watched that all of the time and it was kind of funny, but at the same time, if I was put in that situation where I had to go to somebody's house get rid of their ghosts. Like, I don't know. I would just be freaked out just being there. Like, I couldn't go to a haunted anything. Like, I mm-hmm. I once went to the Bunny Man Bridge with my sister. No, <laughs> that freaked me out. <laughs> Too much. Uh, no. Uh. And it's funny, though, that you mentioned Bunny Man Bridge, because that's something that freaks, I think it freaks out all Fairfax kids. But um, do you remember Rachel? Yes. Yeah. So she, she actually specifically said... That moving to Fairfax and hearing about the bunny man, she was just like, okay, yeah, whatever, because she grew up in Jersey with the Jersey devil, and that scared her even more. Yeah. <laughs> so. And even though we we kind of love the Jersey devil, it's because we heard about him as adults and not as, you know, right. tiny babies. But she learned about it as a kid, and so it freaked <laughs> her out. It's just like, it wasn't so much the story of the bunny man bridge, it was just what it, like, going there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like something about it was just eerie and creepy. Yeah. And immediately, I was like, I don't, I don't want to be here. Like everything about it just made me go, I gotta leave, because it was just <laughs> so creepy. Yeah. And it was weird because Whitney and I were there for maybe like three minutes tops, and all of a sudden, cops showed up. Like I think they thought we were gonna do something, and oh. we weren't gonna do anything. Did you go on Halloween? No. 
Weird. Oh, so they just probably were just doing just a, a routine, sweep routine sweep to make sure nobody was fucking around. No, it's such a creepy, it creeps me out. I hate that place. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know the story very well, but I'm like, I don't, uh. Well, you should go back. We have it in one of our earlier episodes. So if it will help you to hear it from friendly voices. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> um, I think it's probably our, like, third or fourth episode where we talk about Bunny Man Bridge. I have, man, all these people, all of our friends, I think we're all scared of a lot of similar things, because as I'm, like, looking at this list of all the things that scared us as children, like, I have it in categories, okay? So, but first off, I really want to start on Furby. Like, what the hell was was that toy craze? Furby didn't scare me, I just didn't get it, and then, like, it was a big thing, and I happened to get from extended family two Furbies for Christmas, and I was just like, I don't want this. This is stupid. But I could never be scared of it because we were living in Japan when it was big. And we went through, like, a Japanese flea market and they had, like, a bootleg Furby. It's so weird. And it was called a Furbish. Oh, God. And it had little stupid arms on top of having the little stupid right. feet. And it was just, like, the dumbest thing. So um, it made it better. Yeah. Alex, did you have Furbies? Oh, yeah. Mine would, in the middle of the night, say, me. No! <laughs> I'm gonna. I took the batteries out. I had it for maybe two weeks, and uh-huh. now I just put it. I put it in a drawer. And my mom was like, "Where? What happened to your Furby?" And I was like, "No, I don't want to deal with it." <laughs> <laughs> and did it, it keep talking out. after you took the batteries out oh. and kept saying, "Feed me"? Oh God, no! <laughs> yeah, fuck that. No. <laughs> um, I hope you know it was feasting on your soul. Right. That's what it meant when it, it said, "Feed it me." It definitely was. It makes a lot of sense now as an adult. That's so scary. <laughs> Did you ever play video games as a kid? Yes. Yeah. Were there any that scared you? Okay, so I played... You're going to laugh at me. I'm not going to laugh at you. We would never laugh at you. So, there's two things that came to mind. One was Tomb Raider. (laughs) (laughs) We said we weren't going to laugh. I wasn't laughing at you. I just remembered something funny from earlier. (laughs) (laughs) There was... I was playing this video game with my sister, and... It sounded like things would pop out and scare you or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But one time a dinosaur came out, and my sister and I had no idea. Oh my god. We screamed so loud. Like, <laughs> my dad, like, shot up the stairs and was like, oh my god, is everything okay? Oh no. We were, so we were like, this dinosaur, this dinosaur <laughs> just came out. And my dad was like, are you fucking kidding me right now? Like, I thought you were being murdered. And then. And then another time, I remember this so well. This is when I was six or something. Uh-huh. This is when the internet was, like, not very good. But yeah. I remember this really well. It was a, it was all illustrations, and it was this book, and it was black and white, and as you read, you get to, you had to choose where the character would go in the book. Hated so Choose Your Own Adventure. <laughs> Hated it. Huh? I hated Choose Your Own Adventure books. Yeah. Did so not care was, for that. This one was scary, and it was, like... Worse. Something, like, ran into the house, like his dog mm. or something like that, and it was, like, should you go in this house? And then it was, like, I clicked yes, and then you flip to the next page, and it's, like, which room should I go in? Mm. And it, it was getting creepier, and, like, should I go to the basement? Should I go mm. upstairs? And then there would always be, like, you open a door and something child that was absolutely terrifying because it was I think 
no matter what, like, I would die. But again, I was sick, so I didn't know yeah. what I was doing. Yeah. But Did it was I... kind of a weird game. It was really messed up. I yeah. don't even know why. There are a couple of things on the, like, early internet and, like, early computer games that were just, like, a ta- uh, just a touch too scary for kids. Yeah. You know, they were, like, marketed for kids. Did either of you play Eagle Eye Mysteries? No. Okay. No. So that was one of those things that we played. It was supposed to be an educational game where mm-hmm. you, like, solve little mysteries around your town so you were part of, like, a brother-sister detective agency. And most of the mysteries were, like, super chill, like... Oh, um, who, I don't know, who stole some of the gym equipment from the local gym? And it's like, oh, it's shifty Mick, I love gym equipment face. Right. But there were, there was one about, like, they were in the movie theater, and all of a sudden the lights went down, but the movie didn't start. A ghost walked out from the balcony and, like, lit everything up and then, like, disappeared in the middle of the air and everybody freaked out. Mm. And there were two versions of that one. And the easier one was it was this, like, lo- the local bully played a hoax using, like, mirrors or whatever, yeah. like, on Haunted Mansion. And the other one was, oh, no, it's a real ghost. Oops. And oh, that God. was that was not great for me Yeah. as a child yeah. at all. <laughs> um, there was the Clue Finders series. That was also another educational game. But the fourth grade one took place in in Egypt, and they had to, like, explore a pyramid, and there was something, like, weird haunting, like, the market. And then the fifth grade one was, like, a weird deserted island. The island was actually a spaceship, but that one, like, you had to click and explore the whole place and solve, like, math problems and, like, word problems and whatever, and, like, um, like grammatical, like, syntax, story, like comprehension things so like those parts weren't scary but the story was scary and so I'd make my brother click through everything I would solve all the the actual academic parts parts, because that part was fun for me um we also got someone who said um playing the original Halo when they were younger um and encountering the flood for the first time um scared them so much they had to unplug their Xbox and put their Xbox in a cabinet for a month because they couldn't go back to Halo the first time I ever played Kingdom Hearts this is a game that I just wax on and on and on about it's like my favorite game series ever but the very first time I played it I was in middle school and that night I had nightmares about falling through backwards through water and I woke up because I was holding my breath and then I also was like scared of the dark sides um and then the the first time I played it as like an owner of the game Sora's like in this cave and he's admiring a drawing he's doing all of a sudden from the shadow behind him there's a deep voice that goes this world has been connected my brother and I did the same thing like screamed so hard and we were singing in the dark parents came down like what the hell's happening it was awful i just remembered mm-hmm. did you know what it was alice in wonderland it was a video game oh oh the this the dark alice yes yes that one's so scary <laughs> that I, it, was absolutely terrifying yeah i never played it the box art scared me <laughs> oh i don't know what I remember I had saved up money for this computer game and my sister and I were like, let's get this. And I remember, why would you do that? <laughs> I don't, I, I feel like at a certain phase of my life, it was like early middle school. Yeah. I wanted to be terrified and I don't know why. <laughs> you fool. Oh my I don't, God. I don't, I don't know why it, it was like a thing to do, like to, go to a scary movie and yeah. to go do, like I remember my friends would talk about do you remember Bloody Mary? Yes. Our roommate, that's the thing that scares her most to this day. Yeah. It 
It is. When somebody explained that to me, I went, what? (laughs) (laughs) You know, you just say this one phrase a couple times in the mirror at midnight, and then this woman comes out and kills you. It's super fun. Let's just have a fun sleepover. What the fuck, guys? Why was that? I remember also we would get Ouija boards. We would do. (laughs) Oh, I love Ouija. Yeah, well, so other scary movies that people mentioned in our big thread. So It, obviously. Obviously, clowns. Um, and not just not just the recent It, but like the original It and the miniseries that had, I'm bad at actor names. Oh, I never saw it because um, I love it, it's myself. The, it's the guy from, from Rocky Horror Picture Show. Uh, Tim Curry? Tim Curry, yeah. Tim Curry is the clown. Wizard of Oz, the flying monkey part, mm. um, scared them so bad. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, E.T., and I don't blame people about E.T. Because, I mean, I, I saw it a bunch of times when I was little, but I can understand how E.T. could be spooky. Who Framed Roger Rabbit? I agree with that wholeheartedly. Because yeah, the, the fucking bad guy with his fucking cartoon eyes. Yeah, and it's just weird, like, the, the blending of things that should not be happening to live action. Yeah, that kind of makes it worse, because then animation. you think about all of the terrifying things you've seen in animation, like the scene in Brave Little Toaster. Yes. Where the other, like, weird things are gonna, oh. like, take them apart and use their parts to build or, stuff. Or, like, try to kill themselves with their own cores. Yeah. And, yeah, and the flower that dies. Yeah. Sadness. And Brave Little Toaster fucked me up really bad. We, my brother and I yeah, loved it. Really bad. My my brother and I love that movie so much. We watched it until it like broke the right, VHS. But, why? but I don't know. Like there were a lot of things in there that scared me. Like the fucking air conditioner in the beginning. Yes. Who's like, you don't get to go find the boy. I'll stop all of you. And then he like dies. Yeah. Ugh. That's awful. What the fuck? Pee Wee's Big Adventure. I never and, saw it. Um, with Large Marge. I know Large Marge yes, scares I people. That. Yeah. That scared me. I watched Pee Wee like the show and cherry the chair scared me um really bad one one friend had um lost world jurassic park lost world uh, because of the velociraptor scene so he would have Um, nightmares that he would be chased by the velociraptors jurassic park i saw when i was like three or four Mm -hmm. because again my dad was like she won't understand she's not gonna be scared i had such a visceral response to the velociraptors that i would check behind the shower curtain because i was convinced there were velociraptors there i yep and then when the re-release came out i went to go see it with our other roommate and like just watching the velociraptors even though as an adult i'm not really afraid of velociraptors it just there's there's like really no need to because they don't exist they don't they're they're extinct they don't exist on our timeline but like watching the movie just awoke that like visceral oh no velociraptor anxiety in me like the child inside of me still was like i remember uh, i remember having that fear about like going to the park and worried that like the Velociraptors are kind of going to come get me. Those motherfuckers, man. Although, so I hung out yesterday with a five-year-old, sort of against my will, and he's really deep into his dinosaur phase, and I foolishly assumed he knew what Velociraptors were. He did not. But the best part was he called them ball raptors because he couldn't say Velociraptor. Aww. So he was going, ball raptor, ball raptor. That's great. Oh, the grudge. I think we were talking about the ring. The grudge yeah. is another logical um, one to be scared of. Uh, never ending story. That one's pretty freaky. Same with um, Labyrinth. Yeah. The, yes. The, yeah, David Bowie's Labyrinth scared me. I know I know our roommate really likes it. My mom oh, yeah. made my mom made me watch it with her. 
because she loves it and she loves Bowie. And she doesn't love you. And I think she just thought I, she because she wasn't scared. I wouldn't be scared. Oh. My mom is the kind of person who can like sit and watch scary movies by herself. Like she's grown up her entire life. Ugh. Like scary movies were her thing. Because she you know during Obon season in Japan, mm-hmm. like the summer, they would do scary movies on TV all the time. And her mom and dad would go out to parties or gatherings or whatever, and they'd leave her at home and she'd just watch scary movies alone. And I was like, how did you do that? She goes, I would just sit with my back against the wall. And I was like. They could come through the <laughs> they wall. They could come through the wall, mom. But again, your mom is also a ghost magnet. My mom is a ghost about. magnet. She's not really scared of anything. And then Godzilla was another one someone suggested. This one, I think, is, you know, depending on your... Your, your mileage may vary. Your feelings about animals that talk. Um, Babe came up <laughs> for a couple of people. I personally really love Babe, but I can understand how, like, some of those things can be pretty spooky. A lot of the ones on... Our Facebook question were, are you afraid of the, the dark. dark episodes? Yeah. Did you watch Are You yes. Afraid of the Dark? Oh, yes. I, I was terrified to watch it, but I definitely watched it. Yeah, my brother loved it, and I would try to avoid it, but sometimes I was like, well, I can watch this one episode, it'll be fine. And it was never fine. There was one that fucked me up that was like, their neighbor... They only saw her in the nighttime, and they never saw her out during the day, and they thought she was a vampire, and it was a two-part episode... And it turns out, oh, she's not a vampire, she's just a nurse who works at night, and her husband's sick, that's why she has all the blood in her basement, it's because he needs blood transfusions, right? No. They're like, nope, that motherfucker was a vampire, and she was biting people at the hospital, so all of a sudden, all of the sick people in the hospital started biting other people because they all turned into vampires, and it made me very scared of hospitals, because if your nurse is a vampire... That just seems like poor planning. <laughs> like... Get your blood from somewhere else, man. Don't poop where you eat. Um, yeah, we got Tale of the 13th Floor was another recommended episode, or maybe not, not recommended. recommended. Um, and then the Quicksilver one, and our friend was uh, sick in bed watching it, and he had, like, utensils, and he's like, oh no. <laughs> and then I guess, I, I didn't watch Are You Afraid of the Dark, because one, I didn't have cable, but I did stumble upon at a friend's house, like, an episode of the Goosebumps show, Ugh. and that also fucked me up. But I, we have since watched it as an adult, and we're like, oh, we should not have been scared of this. Right. Wasn't it, um, Ryan, not Ryan, Ryan, Ryan Gosling, Ryan is, in Gosling is in one of the episodes. Also, Nickelodeon and Cartoon Network, I think, were nightmare fuel for a lot of us, mm-hmm. and I, again, I didn't have, a, I didn't have cable growing up, but I could watch cable at my grandparents' house once a year, and, like, when we went to hotels, and, yeah, like, Courage the Cowardly Dog. Ren and Stimpy? Ren and Stimpy? Oh, yes. Yeah. Ren and Stimpy, I had a VHS that one of my uncles, like, recorded a bunch of different, like, kid things on, and he and his husband love Ren and Stimpy, <laughs> and the only good thing from that tape was the log song. Everything oh, else gave me nightmares. Yeah, um, Ren and Stimpy was one of the ones that I wasn't afraid of, it just made me feel icky. icky. And I hated that feeling so much, it was the same reason why I didn't watch Aw, Real Monsters. Yeah. Or um, Rocco's Modern Life is just because it made me feel icky. And the funny thing is, like Ren and Stimpy, Rocco's Modern Life, um, and you know, Our Real Monsters. Well, I don't know about Our Real Monsters, but like my my significant other has like a whole shelf dedicated to Ren and Stimpy and to Rocco's Modern Life because he he likes those shows. But it's another one of those things he said like if you give it a try as an adult, now that we have different senses of humor and we have like grown up brains, maybe we can go back and revisit some of these. Pass. But I don't know. We'll see. Um, hey Arnold, which is I think my one of my favorite, yeah. probably my second to like Recess. Hey Arnold had some scary episodes. I know there was one 
where they were hunting for um, a local mobster mm-hmm. had died and they never found all of his loot. And so they were like on this island where oh, he had supposedly episode, stashed yeah. it. And they like went through and it, their, their group was fraying apart and scary things kept happening. And then they get off the island and unusually for Hey Arnold, they didn't follow the main characters. They just like lingered in the, the like part of the cave that they left. And then they pushed through the cave wall and it was like, the safe where the mobster had stolen all his loot and the mobster's ghost was in there oh, laughing no. and that was not good yeah at oh, all God. at all there's a ghost train episode that freaked people out mm-hmm. um and then one about like like a ghost looking for glasses and then one oh. where a carriage driver gets like decapitated by a ghost or something like that yeah so yeah. Like, so just kind of weird things um, i think hey arnold is on netflix now so we can go yeah. back in and horrify ourselves um Alex, did you have any Nickelodeon or Cartoon Network shows that scared you? Mm, that one on Cartoon Network, it was with the dog. Courage oh, the Car- Cowardly, the dog? Yeah, yeah, sometimes those stories got a little wag. Yeah. The, the tablet one with the ghost in the desert. Return the tablet, uh, you know, that one. That, any, that um, fucked me up. Any no, of, I remember that. Mm-hmm. Any of the ones that were like, the monster was deliberately taunting courage. Mm-hmm. Those ones fucked me up. Or like, oh no. oh no, it just came back to me. The one where there are the aliens and they're using the oh. eggs. It's like an alien chicken or something. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Muriel is eating the eggs and they're controlling her mind mm-hmm. because she keeps eating these eggs and he's trying to get rid of the chicken, but the chicken keeps coming back. That messed me up. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. Again, I don't know, like, it's like, some kids can handle this, but other kids, I think, we, we just probably shouldn't have. Yeah, like, a recurring theme among our comments was the moment in the Disney version of Pinocchio where the little boys are turning into donkeys. Yeah. And for some reason, that was featured on the Disneyland ride, and that scared the shit out of me. Yeah, um, oh god, someone mentioned Halloween Tree from Cartoon Network. Um, one of the main characters dies and turns into a ghost, and then... Actually, my friend Julia just commented about the headless horseman and like Sleepy Hollow. <laughs> like it's all like she knows. Um, but yeah, that scared her too. Um, yeah, a lot of Disney parks things. Mm-hmm. Um, there was at Tokyo Disneyland when I was four. There was some kind of like villains of Disney exhibition, and the evil queen turned into the evil witch from Snow White, and. I cried and cried and cried and cried some more. That's all I remember about this trip from when I was four to my first <laughs> Disney park. You were scared of It's a Small World. I was, as so the first time I went to a Disney park was probably around, I was about three. And so obviously I was a little too small for most of the rides, but we went on It's a Small World. And according to my mom, I just screamed the whole time. And my mom would go, no, Courtney, look, Dolly, look at the nice Dolly. And I just screamed but oddly i enjoyed pirates of the caribbean as a three-year-old so the scarier dolls i was chill with but it's a small world nope mine was mostly based on like stupid like scary stories or Mm -hmm. like your imagination it was all my imagination yeah it was literally all that that would scare me so much as a kid yeah i did a lot of i'd wake up in the middle of the night and it wasn't so much that i had had a bad dream it was just that like 
while I was awake, I'd hear the house settling yeah. or like the air conditioning turn on or something. And then I would think there was something in the hallway out mm-hmm. to get me. And then that was what scared me more than any like nightmare because I would be awake and I'd be like, oh my God, there's a panther in the hallway. Yeah. What could be in there? Yeah. It seems like Disney also scared a lot of people. So like, again, the evil queen and the witch, her hag, hag Sona, um, is Snow White <laughs> Um, Sleeping Beauty, the fireplace scene when Maleficent just shows up in the fireplace, um, scared one person so much that they didn't like fireplaces for a while as a child. Um, my dad went and saw it as a small child. And... Fantasia. Sorry, Alex, what? Fantasia. Oh, Fantasia, yeah. Chernabog, the, the big creature oh. at the end, that scared one person who commented. Um, yeah. I think those really big things, because, like, I was scared of Chernabog. My dad was scared of Maleficent's dragon form mm. in Sleeping Beauty so much that he ran out of the movie theater. The Great Mouse Detective freaked uh, me out. Um, there's a scene where, like, they think they're gonna get, like, the little girl mouse back and that she's in this baby carriage, mm-hmm. but it's actually the rat, it's Radigan's henchman bat thing. Yeah. And he, like, out. springs out. No, ma'am. Some dream sequences, like the heffalumps and woozles from mm-hmm. uh, from Winnie the Pooh, and the pink elephants on parade from Dumbo. Um, oh yes! Oh the, my god! The entirety of Dumbo was like a fever dream. Yeah. So the so whole scary. thing was I was kind of not on board. Yeah. For. Um, and we talked about the donkey transformations, and right. then also when Jafar turns into the snake. <gasps> I did not like that. No. It I... also it made me feel icky when Jasmine was using her sexual wiles <laughs> to like manipulate him. And as a kid, I couldn't be like, go ahead, girl, manipulate him so that, you know, this shit can get rescued or whatever. As a kid, I was just like, ick, why is she liking him now? Yeah, What's going understand. on? Didn't Did not like depths. that. Um, I was scared of Jafar, the genie Jafar. Oh. Yeah, the big red. The big red one. Yeah, that was scary. Pinocchio scared me. Pinocchio's scary. The entirety of Pinocchio. For some reason, somebody at Disneyland was like, let's make a Pinocchio ride. And it's like all of the nightmare parts of Pinocchio. Like, you see the big fucking whale, and it almost eats you. And you see the boys turning into donkeys, which was traumatizing. And I am not here for it. um, Kingdom... Oh, sorry? Yeah, no. Yeah. In Kingdom Hearts. No, I just didn't say that movie just, I've only seen it once, and I never want to see it again. Yeah, it's it's a hard pass for me for the rest of my life. Yeah, Um, that and Fox and the Hound I will never watch again. Fox and the Hound isn't scary, it's just just, sad. It's just traumatizing. Yeah, ugly tears for days. Um, Kingdom Hearts, the, in Dream Drop Distance, there is a Pinocchio, like, the carnival part. Yeah level and when you're walking through this tunnel or whatever there's this big puppet head that just has a big mouth and looks and I played this as a 26 year old this summer (laughs) and it fucked me up and I was like I can't why is this why is this happening why did they pick the worst parts of Pinocchio to play in this game I don't understand so let's talk about the boogeyman yeah so what, I don't think I was ever specifically afraid of the boogeyman. I was very afraid of things hiding in my closet yep. and under my bed. But I never was like, I'm afraid of the boogeyman. It was just a general mm-hmm. unease. But I know it's sort of that, like, definitive childhood fear. Right. The boogeyman. And so I did some research on him. And I discovered he has a much more storied past than we realized. And he gets around motherfuckers around the world. So shall we dive in? Yes. All right. Yes. So, like many of the things we talk about on this podcast, there's no clear origin story on the Boogeyman, and there are a bunch of different variations. So sometimes Boogeyman is used as, like, a euphemism for the devil coming to take away bad children, 
And sometimes it's just like a general monster that's used to scare children into not misbehaving. But the core of it usually is the same. And that's the kid is doing something unwanted. It's some unwanted behavior. And if he doesn't cut it out, then the boogeyman's going to come get him. And there are variations on what the behavior could be. It could be sucking your thumb. It could be refusing to eat dinner. It could be making too much noise. But the boogeyman's going to come get you. So the name boogeyman is uh, most likely the result of the old German word for hobgoblin. (laughs) But it's called, the boogeyman's called different things in different places. So in Southeast Asia, the common held belief is that it refers to Bougainese pirates who were infamously ruthless and would take people away from their villages and horribly murder them. And so in, in that part of Asia, around the time of European colonization and imperialism, they believed that's how the Europeans got the boogeyman, but the Europeans actually had the boogeyman before that. So it was this kind of universal concept that existed even before our whole imperialism Mm. thing did. In East Africa, in the Luo dialect, um, the word Buga, which is spelled B-W-O-G-O, but it's pronounced Buga, it means to scare. But that's just a coincidence. Yeah. Like it, it, it's probably not the origin of the boogeyman. It just so happens that it means to scare. Mm. So um, I'm going to go into, like, there are three big variations of the boogeyman. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to go into some of my favorites from, because no joke, it's like every region of this earth has their own boogeyman. Yeah. So in Spanish speaking, in a lot of Spanish speaking countries, you have El Coco, who parents say will get children who don't sleep. And yeah. how could you not sleep when El Coco might come get you? Oh, he may have originated in the 1600s and he might be a hairy ghost with a pumpkin shaped head or he might be a small human-shaped monster with red eyes who hides in closets and under beds. What's upsetting, and I don't care for it at all, is that he might also be the ghost of a child who was a victim of violence, and now he's a monster. Okay. And, And I am not here for that bullshit. In Brazil, Cuca is... Similar name, but it's actually a female humanoid alligator monster. Uh... (laughs) Um, And then in Portugal, Spain, and Brazil, as well as other Latin countries, they have the sack man, who, as his name would imply, throws children in his sack and steals them away. So he's called El Hombre de Costal, El Hombre del Saco, or in Portuguese, O Homem do Saco, and all of those are sack man, or El Roba Chicos, child stealer. And um, there are similar legends to the sack man in Bulgaria and Haiti. So that's our first variant. Mediterranean countries like Bulgaria, Italy, Romania, Greece, and Cyprus have variations on Babao, who is a tall man in a heavy black coat with a hood hiding his face. Great. (laughs) So he comes to take bad children away to a scary place, but the good news is he does not eat them in that scary place. Hmm. Does Krampus count as a boogeyman? I don't know, because he only comes around Christmas time. Right, but he's a Christmas boogie. Yeah, (laughs) there were a couple boogeymen that were specifically tied to Christmas, but I wanted to save that for our Christmas special. Right. Hang on. You're talking about boogeyman. You know what boogeyman fucked me up the most? Nightmare Before Sis. Oogie Boogie! (laughs) (laughs) God damn you, Danny Elfman! Ah, and Oogie Oogie Boogie looked just like Darkness from the fucking Pajama Sam computer game series. They had this same silhouette. (laughs) All of this is like, coming back to me now. And now Sasha is remembering she's deeply afraid of the boogeyman. I am, and the dark. Oh, <laughs> I, I am too. I'm I mean, not, I think we can there. conclusively answer the question, are you afraid of the dark? And our answer is, yes, we fucking are! Okay. 
So, sorry. older you get, you would think you would not be, but it's actually more terrifying. Well, yeah, because it's like, even if it's not a boogeyman, every so often if I'm home alone and the house creaks in a weird way, or like I have a walk-in closet that has this weird crawl space, and so if there's a weird creaking noise, I'm like, what if somebody broke in earlier and is hiding in the crawl space in my closet? Fuck. And it's upsetting, and I have to go in there and check to make sure there's nobody in there. God help me if there were, because the f- uh, my plan is just, I'm going to look there and see if somebody's there. Scream really loud. <laughs> I'll bust down your door. Like I said, it's when I'm home alone. Oh, no. <laughs> Take your phone. But the good news is it's probably not Babao, and even if it were, according to popular lullaby, um, he'll keep children only for one year. Okay. So you're just in a scary place oh, for a year. Only one year? Only one year. So, like... You know, it's only a year. It's not forever. It's just one year. So just be cool. Um, what's upsetting is that parents will knock on the table and say it's Babao at the door coming to take away the child who isn't eating their supper. But it's it's he's polite. He'll knock at the door and be like, hello, do you have any misbehaving children? And the parents will go, yes, come on in. Yikes. <laughs> he didn't eat his soup. <laughs> um, but what's upsetting in Greece, Babulas, which is their version of Babao, he will eat children. Mm. So not great. And then in Ger- <laughs> in Germanic countries, they have Butzaman, who is an inhuman creature that hides in closets and takes children away. In Denmark, Butzaman hides under beds and grabs children who won't see- sleep. Which, were I a child growing up in Denmark, that would mean I would never sleep again. Yeah. Because I would know he was down there. And then he'd grab me because I wouldn't be sleeping because I knew he was down there and I was too scared to sleep. Is that one of those things that transferred over to American culture when we're like, there's monsters under the bed? I wonder, because there are a lot of folk tales about kids disappearing under beds or like they go down in the basement and they never come back up. Mm -hmm. And it's sort of this like universal theme that kids are afraid of under the bed, which is strange because we all have beds beds, and it's been around since forever. You would think we would know there's nothing under the bed, but I guess because it's dark and scary and when you're in your twilight brain and it's just your reptilian hind brain telling you scary things so you can't sleep, it's like, you know, under the bed is pretty dark. And if something were to reach up and grab you, you're in bed. There's nothing you can do. Right. So maybe that's why it's such a universal trait. Because there's no, it's not like there's one origin country. So it's like, oh, sailors from Portugal were traveling around the world and told the scary story of the boogeyman. No, everybody has their own. Yeah. So, I made a list of some of my favorite boogeymen based on the research that I did. Zelda's looking her ass next. <laughs> Directly behind Sasha. Directly behind Zelda the cat is just, like, aggressively licking her butt. <laughs> so, a couple of these are very upsetting. I'm so sorry. But I did save the nice one for last so I can bring us back up. Okay. So. Ready, Alex? Yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> hang on tight, y'all. It's gonna get worse. So, in the Congo, they have Dongolo Miso which means creature with scary eyes, and he is used to scare children away from staying up too late. But what's nice is he's also used for stranger danger. He warns both adults and children about the potential for danger when interacting with strangers. Hmm. Yeah, so it's like, oh, don't talk to that stranger because it might be Dongolo Miso. Which is, you know, if you have to use the boogeyman, that's mm-hmm. a pretty good way to use him. In Egypt, and I'm going to butcher this pronunciation, I'm so sorry to any people from Egypt listening to this podcast, uh, they have Abu Rigol Nasluka. Or, and this is probably the worst one, so I'm so sorry. That means the man with the burned slash skinned leg. Mm. And he is a monster who was burned as a child for not listening to his parents. No. No. And now he grabs naughty children and cooks and eats them. Mm. 
Yeah. I would not want to be a child in Egypt. Mm -mm. I don't care for that shit at all. Terrifying. (laughs) Yeah, but I bet you'd listen to your fucking parents. In West Yorkshire, England, they have, and this was just a nice one that I enjoyed. Yeah. They have Churnmilk Peg, who is a female demon who hangs out at nut thickets, guarding them until they are ripe and always smoking a pipe. Mm. And the best part, she has a male counterpart whose name is Welsh Dick. Welsh Dick. Love Welsh Dick. It's the best kind. (laughs) And then in East Yorkshire, they have a similar thing called Odd Goggy, who eats children who steal from orchards. That's a really heavy punishment. Right? Like... That's like... Oh, I know you wanted this fucking apple, but guess what? I want to eat you. Uh, Yeah. Is that worse than Adam and Eve? Yes. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I would say so. So in Japan, they have the Namahage, and um, the Namahage warned children not to cry or be lazy. Mm-hmm. And then they also have Namahage Sedo Matsuri, where people wear demon masks. Um, I think it was a Namahage. The other day I was at my parents' house, and I was watching, like, a like a TV, sh- like, a variety show with them. And they had Namahage, like, drumming team. Oh. So it was all of them dressed up in these, like, big, you know, big costumes with big masks and, you know, all the fabric <laughs> around them and doing the taiko drumming. But the one guy got too excited and threw his head back, and the mask just flew off his head. It's like this really cute Japanese boy. Hello. With like slicked back hair and everything, he's like giggling while he's still drumming. <laughs> Stopped being scary and just became really funny. Nice. So that's the Namahage. Mm-hmm. Um, he may or may not be a cute Japanese boy. We just don't know. <laughs> In Malta, this is probably the worst one. I know I said the other one was the worst one, <laughs> but this is probably the worst one. Oh, they yeah. have Gaga who is a slimy gray creature who roams the streets smelling for guilt. And once it finds a target, it enters the home by contracting and extending its body, which is very snail-like. And once it's inside the room, it smiles a terrifying grin with a huge toothless mouth. Uh, Yeah, so it's just like, (laughs) And then, I don't know, I think it, it just scares the living daylights out of people who feel guilty. Hmm. You seem unimpressed, Alex. <laughs> yeah, because all the other guys are like, yo, I'll take you to my demon lair for a year and eat you. Looks <laughs> like smile at me? Fine, I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> but he's creepy looking and he doesn't have teeth, so it's just like a big empty mouth. I'm just like, hey. Uh, that's fine. <laughs> I should be like, what up, boo? <laughs> so then in the U.S. South, like this, the extreme south of the United States, they have Bloody Bones, who's also called Rawhead or Tommy Rawhead. So it's unclear if it's two parts of the same monster or two separate monsters. One of them is a bare skull that bites its victims, and then the other one is a dancing headless skeleton. Yikes. So thanks, American South. Super rad. And then this one's the nice one, so I'm just going to bring us right back up now that we've had to deal with the man with the burned leg. This is Weiwei Gombel from Indonesia. Okay. And she takes children that are neglected or mistreated by their parents, and then she puts them in her nice nest on top of a palm tree, and she'll keep them there until the parents learn the error of their ways and agree to take better care of their children. That's so nice. Aww. Right? I saw I that. I it's always, like, always the kids being bad, but it's really, like, parents can be assholes, too. Yeah, and that's, Weiwei Gumbel is here for the kids whose parents are assholes. Just gonna whisk them away and, you know, take care of them for a year. <laughs> so, yeah, those are, those are some boogeymen from around the world. And there were just, there were so many that I 
could not even yeah. like go into. Basically, every country Everything has one that has, like yeah. snatches a kid or eats a kid or just scares the shit out of a kid or, or adults or who adults it. who are bad. And like the great thing about Wei Wei Gumbel is she like keeps checking in <laughs> and is like, I know you said you were gonna treat this kid better, but guess what? You're fucking so not. She, so I'm taking him again. She's like the mascot of social workers. <laughs> yes. So Wei Wei Gumbel may be the earliest social worker, right? Who's just like. I'm here to do a welfare check. How are the kids doing? Are they eating? Yeah. Are you treating them nice? Uh, yeah. Maybe the kids are bad because you're a shitty parent. So, <laughs> so we're hashtag team way, way gumble oh, yeah, we on are. this podcast. Yeah. Um, and that takes us to our hour yeah. of spoop. Um, Alex, where can people find you on the interwebs? Uh, you can find me on the Instagram <laughs> at Alex M. Wright. Mm-hmm. Alex's uh, Instagram is legit. I have a Twitter and I barely use that. That's like, also I cool. maybe tweet like once a year. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Christmas. Alex's Instagram yes. is legit. Yeah. yeah. So follow her on Instagram. We're on Instagram now and on Twitter in both places. We're at, yeah, we're at. Are you on Twitter too? Yep. Yep. So we're, we're on Twitter and Instagram is at Spoop Hour. If you think we missed something that scared the shit, of you, shit out of you as a child, and you want to talk, want us to talk about it because we're clearly gonna have to do a follow up to this because yeah. there's just so many scary there's things. So many things. Um, yeah. Go I, ahead. Now it's like bringing back to so many things. Yeah, right? and now our day is ruined. Um, <laughs> but <That's> email, <laughs> email us at spoophour at gmail dot com. S P O O P H O U R at gmail dot com and tell us your ghost stories. Tell us if anybody you know has seen a ghost and tell us all of the scary things that happened to you as a kid. And then. I would like to do a special shout out plug for another podcast and Instagram. It's called Horror Shots. It's run by this dude named Casey. And if you've ever sat down and wished that Spoop Hour was creepier and not quite as silly as it is, um, Horror Shots is probably the one for you. Yeah. (laughs) Because I'm a super wuss and I was very scared. (laughs) So, but it's, it's a good podcast. It's well researched. And he just, um, the accompanying Instagram, he takes pictures of just like creepy places, Mm. places like Bunny Man Bridge, where you would go and just get that like scary ass vibe. So if you're not a weenie like us, I highly recommend checking out Horror Shots and it's on iTunes and Stitcher and just all over the place. So just seek him out and be terrified. Yeah. Because everything's terrible. <laughs> All right. Well, Alex, it was so good having you. Yes. Thank you for oh, being. Thanks for, thanks for being our second ghost. Hopefully, we'll okay. have you back someday Yay. soon. So, um, everybody, check under your beds and inside your closets, and pray that yeah. Wei Wei Gumble will come save you. <laughs> <laughs>